Well, everybody, it was a CBJ shorty here on Friday, April 22nd. They got five games left in the season, so we are definitely quickly approaching that time where we're going to get 10-hour weeks for the Buckeye show. We'll have two hours every single night, Monday through Friday. So we won't have to, I mean, we still will, but we won't have to give you podcast exclusives like we do tonight. But again, we still will. Why would I say that, that we're not going to have anything good on the podcast when clearly you're listening to something good that's just on the podcast? And he's my friend, Patrick Murphy, and it's the world-famous Beers and Buckeyes segment with a bearded friend. Pat is, of course, with Bucknuts and 24-7 Sports, and it sounds like you're in a nice, quiet place today. You're not walking the city streets on your way to a wedding or at a soccer game. You're always doing things on Friday nights, too, so this is good to have you in a nice, quiet controlled environment what's up pat now that you say that my dog will start barking like crazy or there'll be sirens outside or something but uh, yeah i tried to tried to limit this one to uh to sitting in my office which is nice and nice and quiet usually you take me for a large breed dog kind of guy is your dog 75 pounds plus actually not now this is my girlfriend's dog uh she had her before we got together She's uh, a black lab mutt mix. She mm. looks like a black lab puppy. She's about 40 pounds, and uh, she's seven years old. So we often are walking her, and people are like, oh, what a cute puppy. And actually, she's she's just small for her age. Uh, but she's it's a good size. It's a real good size. She can pick her up, and I can wrestle with her and things without worrying about uh, any sort of harm being caused to, to me, at least. <laughs> 40 pounds, though, does not sound like a puppy type of dog. That sounds like a good mid-sized dog. And dog weight is awkward weight, too. Like, theoretically, yeah. I think I could lift 75 pounds. I would never in a million years try to lift my yellow lab. No way, no how. Yeah, she's uh, she doesn't enjoy being picked up, so we don't do it very often. It's Mm-mm. more when she wants to... When she wants to play and, you know, she's jumping on people, that's where uh, her being not not too big is a good thing. Picking her up usually means she's done something wrong, and uh, so she doesn't <laughs> yeah. she doesn't appreciate that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think. Dogs do not like, unless they're what I call the yipper phase. That's if they're like that 20-pound, 15-pound or less breed of dogs, the yippers, because they just seem to stand there at the screened-in door, and they bark 7,000 times at anything that walks by. Larger dogs, to me, typically seem more subdued, laid back. They're like, oh, yeah, you're, you're walking. I'm here in my house doing what I do. That's fine. Th- those dogs, people typically pick up and do whatever they want, treat them like cats, basically. But, Patrick, we've got a lot going on still in uh, the world of the Scarlet and Gray. The spring mm-hmm. game has come and gone. Before we go there, though, we've got some news here today about the future of this Buckeye basketball team. Our friend Adam Jardy reporting first that Seth Towns is a green light. He's healthy now. And I guess for when we talk about Seth Towns and his health, that's a little thing called we'll see, right, with how long it's been since he's played a full basketball season. But that's great news that Seth wants to come back and is coming back. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think it's something that probably won't have Buckeye fans crazy excited. It's it's not a new addition. And, you know, it's not one like Justice Suing where they've seen the production, really. I mean, he Towns is – one year he was still kind of recovering from that knee injury and his numbers weren't great. I know just on, on the Bucknuts message boards, people were kind of a mixed reaction. Um, I, I think it's fair to point out, 
I wouldn't classify Towns as an injury-prone guy. I mean, he's had one major knee injury and then had to have this this back surgery. So two major injuries, but it's not like this has been a thing throughout his career. I mean, he was healthy as far as I can remember back in high school in his first two years at Harvard. So if, and I, you know, I say that because we just haven't seen it, if he is healthy, this is a guy that can certainly produce. Now, do I expect him to be the player he was when he was the Ivy League player of the year at Harvard? Maybe not. He hasn't played much basketball the last two years, but can he be a leader on what will be a really young team most likely and, you know, contribute in, in certain areas when they need him to sort of a, a Joey Brunk like performance, hopefully more <laughs> than Joey Brunk, but, yeah. but similar to how Joey stepped in, you know, after a year of not playing, stepped in late in the year and gave the Buckeyes some really good minutes. Um, you hope for more from Towns, but I, you know, if that's what you get from him and, and he can help, bring along other guys and, and give you some quality minutes when you need it. I think that's a win. And, and the Buckeyes have plenty of scholarships open. It's not like this is taking away scholarships from maybe somebody else who, who deserves it more. I think, I think they were very calculated with this and, and towns can be, at the very least, a solid role player, if not more. You mainly, I think, Buckeye fans feel bad for the guy. And if you have a heart, I would imagine you would because – you know, the, the, this time of your life, it's a short period. You don't get forever to play college basketball. We did get that one extra year because of the pandemic allowing that for everybody, which was the right thing to do. And he might have an extra one because of the, the years lost to injury. But either way, it's fair. Yeah. You just we haven't been able to see this guy get his fair shot. And so you know, we can cross our fingers and just hope that the 2022-23 season will give us, you know, one last hurrah for Seth Townsend. Maybe it's like you said, maybe he can be. A big time player. You don't you don't really bank on it or expect it right now because right. it's been so long since he had that season, that special year in the Ivy League. But man, I'm sure all Buckeye fans are really pulling hard for this guy. Yeah, I hope so. And I mean, it's he's he's a good dude. And for people that have ever met him or talked to him, you know, smart guy. Obviously, he went to Harvard. Uh, just, just I have enjoyed every conversation I've ever had with him, whether we're talking basketball or other things. And he's a good teammate. I mean, look at last year. He's, he's on the bench supporting his guys, standing up when things are going well and, yeah. and patting guys on the back and stuff. I mean, you saw it firsthand when, when you were at the games sitting next to me that he's, he's a guy who was, was really invested. And, you know, it probably was pretty obvious early on that he wasn't going to get back involved with that team. So, you know, I think to, to stay that involved shows something um, that you probably don't, you know, consider if you're not part of the team on a day-to-day basis guys invested everywhere i mean remember a couple yeah. years ago he marched he marched right. in the social justice protests yeah absolutely he's he's a man of many interests many talents so i'm looking at the other things that are facing this basketball team and we know the transfer portal is clearly where chris holtman's got to hit it big and texas tech's transfer wing terrence shannon jr He's taking a visit to Michigan now, so keeping our eyes and ears open on that one, how he's looking at another rival in the Big Ten. But the Buckeyes did have what many believe to be the best or one of the best two or three transfer options in the country, a stellar player out of the Big 12, another one, right, for Kansas State, Nigel Pack. He was here for a couple days. Did you hear anything about how that visit went or what the Buckeyes' chances are in getting this guy? Because that that would be huge, a huge bolster to the backcourt. And I think a lot of fans, and I think even Chris Holtman and the Ohio State staff, they would love to get a really quality guard that can score and play with some pace. Yeah, I originally heard that the, the – 
visit went really well and there was optimism um, as he left about, you know, where kind of the Buckeyes chances have gone. It is sounds as of today, a bit more pessimistic. Uh, maybe that's not the right word, but th- th- there's a sense that he is probably going to end up at Miami. I know he's looking at Purdue as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think that, you know, every, obviously coming off a visit that went well, you know, guys are excited about what just, what happened. I mean, you saw over the weekend uh, with the football team and, and the guys that committed after the spring game, um, you know, I think then he, he takes some other visits. He talks to other coaches and uh, you know, it's, it's hard to pass up the possibility of playing in, in Southern uh, Florida there in Miami. So that's what the latest I've heard is kind of, at least from the Ohio state perspective is they think that's probably where he's going to end mm. up, but I, he's not, an, he hasn't announced anything yet. And obviously they will continue to, to recruit guys until the end, just like you would with a high school prospect. But yeah, I would, if I were betting man, I would say he probably doesn't end up at Ohio state, which is not what I would have said as of a couple of days ago, because it did sound very positive initially. That's too bad. And it always sounds, yeah. it always sounds really good when the visit is happening, right? I've, you rarely, sure. you rarely will hear somebody roll through Ohio state and everything that they can show you and just how great Chris Holtman and his guys will be when they are in the process of the interview. Nobody is leaving Ohio state and saying, I don't want to go there because I can't get along with that. Chris Holtman guy. That is, that is absolutely not on the list. It's other things like you might say, destination place in the country. You might look to, you might, if we're being honest, look to where can I maybe have a chance to win more or go deeper in the NCAA tournament. That is one of the last things again, that we're trying to get accomplished here with Ohio state basketball. And I still believe it's going to happen. I I'm just seeing this. I'm just seeing this as I was updating social media, Patrick, this was less than an hour ago. If you didn't see this, Nigel Pack says commitments tomorrow at three thirty. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Saturday at three thirty, he's going to let everybody know. And it's, it sounds like possibly the Miami Hurricanes. That'd be a good one for Jim Laranega. And they had a good, they had a good stretch run where they uh, went deep in the NCAA tournament there before they ran into Kansas. But Pat, if we flip it to football here, what were your final thoughts coming off of uh, spring game Saturday? Well, there were a lot of them. Uh, I think the the first thing I would point to is the defensive side. Now, we knew going in it was going to be a, a pretty basic defense, uh, well, really on both sides of the ball. The Ohio State wasn't going to show a ton. I think that's just the way spring games work, right? But especially given the week one opponent in Notre Dame, you don't want to throw too much out there to, to give the Irish any sort of advantage. That's a game that's, that's going to be huge for you know, not only week one entertainment, but the rest of the season at Ohio Stadium. So it was it was a pretty basic defense. They didn't do too much, but I did like what I saw. Cornerbacks pressed up in man coverage, you know, turning their heads while they're fighting for the ball. The things that you want to see out of Ohio State cornerbacks, and especially some of the young guys, Jordan Hancock, Ja'Kalen Johnson, those guys that, that we haven't seen a ton of so far in their young Buckeye careers. I liked what I saw out of Jack Sawyer in that Jack position. Uh, sometimes dropping into coverage, lining up at different spots around the field. I think that's going to be really interesting to kind of keep an eye on the evolution of that position in, in Jim Knowles' defense. Offensive side of the ball, I think Evan Pryor stood out to me. Uh, both young quarterbacks had some moments. I think that they both showed if needed, they can, can make plays. Um, you know, I am still concerned about the depth on the offensive line. I think you saw once the first team unit wasn't in the game that that defensive line really had its way, which 
good for the defensive line, bad for the depth of the offensive line, right? Which is kind of how it works. Exactly. Yeah. So those are the things that kind of stood out to me. Um, But I, again, take it with a grain of salt. It it is a spring game and I'm glad they tackled because I think that gives us a little bit better sense of how things are going. But, uh, you know, I I don't want to make too many snap, you know, decisions on guys just because of what happened in a spring game. You got to tackle at some point, right? And yeah, Yeah. it, it was nice to see that. So you could actually get some speed to it. It still stinks, though. I feel bad for the defensive linemen, and I feel bad for the edge rushers because they don't get that feeling, which there's probably none like it when you sack the quarterback. There were a couple right. plays there where Jack Sawyer, boy, he just uh, he, he abused Paris Johnson Jr. on an inside spin move. He probably yelled something in C.J. Stroud's face, too, as he approached, where he's like, oh, I got you, you know, and then he had to just sort of give him a tap on the waist, and, and that's that, but... You know, I, I look at one thing on the defensive side of the ball, and I get your take on this. There seem to be a lot of good guys back there, defensive backs I'm talking about, and that's even with losing a ton in the transfer portal. But Kai Stokes steps up, and he's doing things. Love Court Williams. Love Jordan Hancock. Cameron Martinez. You, you see some guys there that you know are going to play a lot of football. I'm still not so sure about, you know, who's going to be the starters. Like when you, ta- you talk about, I think Tanner McAllister is going to be out there, but... Josh Proctor, is he going to start right away with coming back from injury? We know Rocket Ronnie Hickman is going to be there as well, but I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Tanner McAllister doesn't get the starting nod because of how some of these other guys play into, play into it. It doesn't feel that way because why would he transfer over here and he knows everything that Jim Knowles is trying to run? What's your take on that back there? I think the assumption is that Tanner McAllister will be the nickel and then you'll have Josh Proctor and, and Ronnie Hickman out there as well. But I do think, and Jim Knowles said as much after the game, that you need depth at these positions because he the, he calls it a safety-driven defense. You need guys that can step in. Um, you know, Injuries obviously happen, whatnot. But I do think that there's competition. You know, I don't think they're just going to hand these guys the spots. I mean, Ronnie Hickman had a great year last year. Josh Proctor's obviously played well. Uh, Tanner McAllister knows the defense, as you said. But they have, to, they have to hold those spots or earn those spots. Josh Proctor was pretty limited throughout much of the spring practice and has really kind of come on towards the end. So he's got to show he can learn the defense on on top of his abilities and be a factor in, in the defense. Um, You know, and you mentioned there's a lot of other guys in there. So I I think those are the guys that are probably, you know, if if there was a game today and and everyone's healthy, those three and Proctor McAllister and Hickman are, are the assumed starters, but, we have a long way to go. I mean, you know, they're going to work out all summer, and then obviously you have fall camp. Jim Knowles isn't going to play favorites. I mean, he's he's new here at Ohio State. He He's watching these guys for the first time. So he has a job to do. He was hired to fix this defense. He's got to put the best guys out there, and I think you're right. I think there's nothing concrete about any starters right now, and, and, and you know, I, I would even include McAllister in that. If somebody else steps up in that role – despite the fact that he knows the defense, if somebody else is better equipped to do it on from, from the opening snap, then that guy's going to be out there. Yeah. I, I still, as you break that down there. And again, like I, I don't think Tanner McAllister is going to be a guy that, that gets, you know, a, a starting gig taken away from just because of how much yeah, he probably. knows. And like you said, the, the way he can play that nickel position, he's the guy there, but Cameron Martinez, he is getting a lot of good pub as well. Like that. We can see that guy's going to be a great football player and just, 
Hancock and Court and all those guys, even Ja'Kalen Johnson, you look at a, a corner that's going to be, you know, behind Cam Brown or or Denzel Burke. Ja'Kalen Johnson and Jordan Hancock, I feel like those guys, they're, they're, well, they are. They're that next wave, and they push each other in practice. I switch it to a linebacker for a second because there, there's one guy in particular that you look at and you just say, man, what do you make of his career? And you got one more shot to leave a legacy, and I just keep wondering – what is Taraja Mitchell going to do here? What kind of season is he going to be able to turn in? Because it still, to me, seems like he might wind up getting passed by some other guys at linebacker. And now the position has changed a little bit as well. What do you think about his run at Ohio State and what he could possibly do down the stretch? Well, I think he's a motivated player to, to make sure that doesn't happen. I mean, there's only two true linebacker spots that, that – you know, at least in the, the base defense that Jim knows wants to play. But when we talked to Taraja during spring, he was very clear that he, he felt his Ohio State career wasn't over. He felt that he could still contribute on this defense. Um, he felt as a leader that, that he didn't do enough last year. So, you know, it, there's a lot of motivation there. Now, we saw the, the two starters at the linebacker positions were Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers, but like I said about the, the safety positions, there's still a lot of time. Um, and, you know, Taraja Mitchell can do some things. We saw it last year. It just wasn't consistent enough. And, you know, I think that experience can factor in as well to his motivation. He's a guy who spent a lot of time here, unlike some other guys, and, and this isn't a slight on them at the position, but he decided to stay at Ohio State throughout his career despite not playing a lot. And even now he could have gone off after playing four years getting his degree I believe he gets it this this semester if I remember correctly uh you know he could have left and, and spent one year somewhere else where he was guaranteed to play but he he's a Buckeye uh true through and through and true and through is that yeah. the expression through and um, through, through and through, and through. true true and go. through works too though I like yeah, that sure. so you know I think you respect that and you know you just hope he goes to work I think this linebacker position in general is going to have a lot of competition and I think that's a good thing I think that you know, you want these guys pushing each other, and he's certainly someone in the mix, even though even if he wasn't a starter right now in the spring game. No, I like that. I, I do. He's a Virginia Beach guy as well, so I yeah. like the dude yeah. and everything that you said there. The, the the way that we live in the transfer portal now, and guys look for that opportunity and more power to those guys. I just want to say that if they if they want to do that and go and play some football somewhere else, well. They can still continue in education. It's their lives, and it's a, again, it's such a small window where you get a chance to play football at this high level. And for a lot of these guys, it might be it might be the last. I mean, we we just right. we sort of assume that everybody that rolls through here at Ohio State is going to have the chance to make it big in the NFL. And while the numbers are higher here than most anywhere else, it's still a very very small percentage. I mean, seriously, flip on some of these other leagues, like our guy, JT Barrett, you know, who put up numbers crazier than anybody here at Ohio state. He can't make it in the NFL. It's not like everybody's going to go and do that. So everybody should get to do whatever makes them happy. Name, image, and likeness. This stuff's going to yeah. get crazy. We know that that's, that's going to get crazy, but these guys earn have earned it and they have deserved something. So it's going to be uh, fascinating to follow, but Speaking of name, image, and likeness, we ought to be getting some of that for all the brews that we like to drink, my man. Let's uh, let's talk some brews right now. You know, you mentioned puppies or dogs at the start of this segment, and when we mm -hmm. talk about those famous Brandon Beam beer types, having a brew on the patio with man's best friend, that's up there, you know? Like, no matter what the brand, just whatever's in your fridge, crack open a tab. I mean, 
you know, crack open a cold one with the boys, and by boys I mean you and your your male dog or your girl dog, if that's what you have. Go ahead. That's nothing better than that on a nice sunshiny day. Absolutely. We uh, we have a nice little backyard, and we spend a good amount of time out there with uh, with the pup. And uh, there are sometimes beers involved. Definitely beers involved uh, at times. Sometimes we invite some people over. It's it's a good time in the backyard. You know, I had a. I was trying different kinds of brown ales. We talked about this on one of the one of the recent episodes. And I I had one that was from Rogue, right? Like our our friends at the at Rogue Brewery, and that was a nut brown ale. And this other one that I found from Seventh Son, so we get local here, fine Columbus, Ohio brewery. They've got a oat brown ale, which is also very good. I just, I don't know what it is about brown ales for me. And we talked about, you know, there's a there's a trip overseas that's coming up here. So that's sort of a thing out in the UK, having a nice brown mm-hmm. ale. And I'm, I'm just into them right now. It's a fantastic brew. I don't know if you've tried anything new or anything different here in the last week or so. I haven't, but Saturday afternoon, I am going to uh, 4th Street, uh, Fourth Street Patio, Fourth Street Bar. I forget what what the names change a couple times. It's over on Fourth Street, just off campus. They're having a uh, craft beer fest, and uh, it's from three to seven. And they're going to have. Mm. Let me read this to you. Uh, Brewery list currently stands at Hoofhearted, CBC Land Grant Platform, Saucy Brewworks, Austin East Cider, mm. Duclaw, Rheingeist, Wolf's Ridge, Founder, Seventh Son, uh, Untitled Art. Heretic, Jolly Scholar, Tripping Animals, Fair State Brewing Cooperative, and Noctera uh, Brewery. So, wow. a lot of different. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I have a buddy that uh, that works with them, and he pointed it out to us. And so, uh, we're, a couple friends and I are going to check it out tomorrow afternoon. So, we'll see what uh, what new beers I find at that one. But with that many breweries, I think we get like 15 tickets and. Sometimes oh, they don't even take those tickets, so oh. I'm sure I will have some have some ideas of ones next week when we uh, when we do this again. God, can you can you remember going to the beer fests, whatever kind it was? Sometimes they're like this, where you have a set amount of tickets, and then there yeah. are those beautiful beer fests where it's just a two hour session or whatever. You buy your ticket, and they fill up that you know five and a half or six ounce you know plastic glass. They give you as much right. as you can drink. Oh man, I just, it's, it's been a long time since I've been to one of those, but when the responsibilities are lower, if you're still like college age or one year into your first job, there ain't nothing better than those. And I don't know. Did I hear you say crooked can on that list? Did I, are they not at this thing? No, they were not one of the ones listed here. No, we got to talk to John St. Julian. We got to get them out there because their stuff is good too. And I do think that there's still a new outdoor uh, beer garden that's coming in to Main Street in Old Hilliard. I, I believe that's still supposed to happen later in the summer in 2022. So it might be a little competition coming around the block. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be something you and I might have to check out. Oh, we we like to we we try it all. We're we're for hire. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that put it that way. So Pat. <laughs> Always fun catching up with you, man. Uh, We'll have to crack one open together here soon and have a great weekend. All right. Thanks, Timmy. Absolutely, Pat. Always a fun guy to end our Friday with. He's one of my good buddies, everybody. And you, you all are my good buddies. 
And every time you click on one of these podcasts, every time you listen, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. It helps me out so much. And if you want something different, if you got some other suggestions, things that you would like to hear, or people you'd want me to talk to in some of these podcasts, please just leave them in the review. If you're listening on Apple, give us a nice five-star rating. Write something down there in the review section so we can know how to make it a little bit better. And we'll keep giving you a little bit of uh, bits of extra Buckeye goodness after the regular show is done. I've absolutely loved getting to do some shows with Tyvis Powell. We'll have Antonio Pittman around here as well. We're going to have Tim May from Letterman Row, who's covered Buckeye football forever. He's going to do some shows. So we'll have a lot of good, fun stuff coming up as we wiggle our way through the spring and into the summertime. But everybody, this should be a good, classic April weekend coming up with some nice weather. Be sure you get out there and enjoy it. Be safe and have a whole lot of fun. Go Bucks. We'll see you next week.